Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so good to have you back in the studio. It's good to be here, finally again, playing. Playing and picking up with shoe shrubberies as we welcome you into, into the, the dungeon. dungeon. This week we find ourselves back on the Tribor Trail, alongside our heroes through shrubberies who had just emerged victorious from a battle with the bandit camp and had gone off exhausted in search of a place to offer them respite for the night as they tend to their aching muscles and their sheer exhaustion. We had left off with Shrew casting Pass Without a Trace and then moved on for just half an hour. And so we're going to start off tonight's session with that survival role that you so desperately wanted to finish the last one with all right okay i'm gonna roll big boy which i have to say it has been brought to my attention that is not that big <laughs> so I, it's that, not the size of the wave it's the motion of the ocean yeah but i don't know it feels inadequate to call it big boy now so i'll call him med- medium boy so medium boy uh, with disadvantage because you're still exhausted oh, damn it that's a total of seven and so our weary adventurers trudge along the Tribor Trail, the dead of winter, the bodies heavy with exhaustion and the spirits tested by a relentless night of travel and battle as they long for a sanctuary to rest and recover. The world around you is cloaked in a deep, bone-chilling darkness, with the faintest hints of dawn's first light beginning to pierce the horizon. Your footsteps seem to echo ominously into the stillness, crunching through the snow-covered ground which has begun to fall as you make your way in search of a suitable place to make camp you march along the tribal trail, your breath visible in the frigid air as you struggle to keep your eyes open. You've been pushing for the night, feeling weary after your battle. The biting winter wind gnaws at your skin. You can feel the exhaustion pulling you down with each step. The sparse forest on either side of the trail seems to close in on you, its branches weighed down with the snow, casting eerie shadows in the dim light. True shrubberies continue desperately trying to find a safe place to make camp, to rest their aching bodies and attend to their wounds. But the trail seems unyielding, refusing to reveal a sanctuary to you. It stretches on endlessly towards Phandalin. There's a creeping fear that you might be lost. But then after a short while, almost as if answering a silent plea, you stumble upon a small clearing, bathed in the faint light of dawn. The sight is a relief to you, almost like finding an oasis in the desert. The snow glistens like a silver carpet, beckoning you like a siren's call. The scent of pine fills the air, carried by a gentle breeze that stirs your weary senses. Unfortunately, there's no source of water nearby, nor much protection from the elements, but it's a reassuring sight nonetheless, and a potential place to respite from the march on your aching bodies. This place looks as good as any shrew. I don't know how much longer I can go on. Mm, well, it's not what I had in mind. I, I was hoping for a more enclosed space, somewhere we could hide from prying eyes, but it will have to do. There's not much sense in us carrying on, wandering around. Yeah, as you say, I'm I'm exhausted, and I'm sure you all are too, so let's hunker down. Let's have a much-needed sleep. So Fabian and Murkub set off making up camp, pitching your tents, start to get a little fire going, 
keep you warm from the elements. What order are you going to be taking your watches in? I'll keep the first watch and then you guys decide how you want to take turns. But I'll take the first one. You you, you all can rest. I mean, Shu will take the first one and then suppose Fabian, Fena. I mean, is everyone going to take a watch? Murkub? Probably good, good idea so that you all get a full rest. Then after Fena, Murkub. And we'll let Sister Gorel rest. She's not an official shoe shrubbery, so we'll let her rest. You don't have to take a watch. So your companions take to the bedrolls for some much-needed rest, and Shrew takes his watch. While Shrew's taking watch, you can hear the campfire crackling softly, casting dancing shadows on the surrounding trees. As the forest around you starts to awake, you hear the soft rustling of leaves and the calls of some birds, but your watch passes without incident as the light of dawn starts to get stronger and brighter. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be a problem. I, I like to, like to sleep in in darkness. This damned sun is gonna keep me awake. I walk up to Fabian and I don't kick him, but you know I put my foot on him and shake him with my foot. Fabian, Fabian, wake up, lazy bones! Come on! You slept enough already. It's oh, it's my turn now. I'm exhausted. No, join the club. Yeah, then it's all gone well. The problem is the sun is rising now, and it'll be harder for me to sleep. I can pull your cloak over your head. Mm, true. I'll welcome the warmth, I imagine, too. Anyway, good night. Be safe. Sleep well. Thank you. Oh. I get close to the fire, and I wrap myself up with my cloak, put the hood over my head to try and block out the sun as much as I can. So Fabian takes his watch, and much like Shrew's, it's rather uneventful. And he goes to wake Fenner. 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 Caspers. Oh, Fabian. It's my turn already. Yes, it's been rather quiet. We'll have to be vigilant. We are out here pretty much in the open. As you can see, the sun's well risen now. All right, well, I, I hope you can get some rest. I'll take my watch and wake Murkub after. And with that, Fabian tucks back into his bedroll, pulling his cloak tight around him and covering his head. And with that, Fenner goes to take a watch. The makeshift camp lies nestled underneath the canopy of these sparse trees, blanketed by a shroud of winter's chill. The fire crackles with its feeble warmth, struggling against the encroaching cold. Fenner huddles closer to the flames, her eyes momentarily fixed on the mesmerizing dance of the flames, with their orange hues, painting a canvas of flickering hope. Caspus sits nearby, his fairy bulk a stark contrast to the diminutive gnome. Thus far, Fenner has struggled to communicate with this enigmatic badger. However, she feels a peculiar sense of connection today, a tugging in her heart that urges her to try once more and to try some of the sounds that Shrew has been teaching her. Caspus, I had a dream, you know. I saw you in it. And in that dream, Segogen granted me the gift to understand your kind. But I've been trying to talk to you and it doesn't work. <sighs> I don't know how to use my gift. Segogen told me to listen with and to speak from the heart. But I, nothing seems to work. Don't tell Shrew, but I've got half a mind to try and nurse you. Caspus raises his head his deep obsidian eyes meeting Fenner's, with a flicker of understanding, his bushy eyebrows twitch, almost as if he were processing her words. Fenner continues, her voice quivering with excitement. I, I faced so many challenges and adventures over the last few weeks. Orcs, goblins, werets, ogres, and thunderbore. There's also that time I got lost in the forest. But somehow I feel as if you're understanding me, as if I can share these stories with you. Caspus blinks and shifts his massive form. Fenner! I've been searching for you too. That morning we met. 
I awoke with a strange sense that I had to find a gnome named Fenner. It's as if it was my destiny. And now here we are. Fenner's eyes widened in astonishment. You understand me? Caspus nods, ends of a smile tugging at the corners of his snout. Yes, Fenner. It seems as if our fates are intertwined, and that we are meant to accompany each other on this journey. With newfound joy, Fenner and Caspus begin to converse in earnest. They speak of the respective pasts, the places that they have called home, and the challenges that they faced. As their watch continues and the cold presses in, their connection seems to grow stronger, transcending the boundaries of speech. Fenner seems to find comfort in the presence of a newfound friend, and Caspus in turn feels a sense of purpose that he has never known before. Together under this cold winter sky, they begin to forge a bond that perhaps will carry them through the trials and adventures that lay ahead. A gnome and a badger, united by destiny. Their watch ends, and Fenner goes over to wake up Murkub. Murkub! Murkub! I done already, Fenna. Well, I've got a splitting headache. Oh, well, won't be too long before we gotta get back on the road. You better get some more shut eye. So Fenna cuddles up with Caspus, tries to get a couple more hours of sleep, whilst Mulkup takes his watch. Mulkup's watch comes and goes, with nothing of note happening. And he goes round the camp, one by one, prodding each of Shrew's shrubberies and Sister Garel with his boots. Come on now, time to get up and go. Rise and shine. Don't be so rude. There's no need to kick around. I'm getting up. I'm getting up. I get up and still cover my head with the cloak slightly, just to fend off the rays of the probably by now afternoon. Yeah, it's just past lunchtime. You can feel the pangs of hunger now striking in the stomach. Mm. I'm rather hungry. Should we have a quick... I don't know, breakfast or lunch or whatever this is, and before we head off... All we've got is rations. Rations will do. Anything will do. But yes, I think it's probably wise to, to have something to eat. Even though we've had some rest, I still feel pretty tired. Mm-hmm. Yes, we might need another good rest. Back at the Stone Hill Inn, when we finally reach Thandling, I can't wait. So shoe shrubberies now regained one point of exhaustion. Mm. We had, what, three? Two. So just to remind our listeners, that means that your speed is no longer halved, but you still have disadvantage on your ability checks. Mm. Not good, but we must go on. Also, that was a long rest, right? So I recover my spells and everything. That's correct. So you guys have your rations. Start taking down your your camp for the night, or rather the early morning that you've slept through. I think uh, we're still a day and a bit from Fendelin from here. One more night before we arrive at the Stonehill Inn. I can't wait to get back to my shrine. Your shrine? Yes, my shrine. Oh, oh, shrine. Shrine. Okay, okay. Yes, uh, we we actually visited your shrine a few times, but there was no one there. Obviously, you weren't there. I've been wanting to go inside and have a look at it for quite a while now. I'm intrigued. You're most welcome to come and visit my chambers. Yes, well, yes. The, the shrine, I, I, I'm talking about the... Yes, well, well. Yes, yes, the, the sh- Look at that. The Look at that there. A pigeon. It's a, it's a pigeon. It's flying above us. It's, it's a good omen. It means we should get going. Let, let's go. And I walk off in the first direction that comes to mind. I'm not really thinking right now. I'm just trying to get away from this situation. Well, I'm, I'm assuming you're going back towards the trail. 
well, I'm not thinking, so I just walk off. I don't know what direction I've walked off into, because you know when you kind of start getting flustered and everything starts blurring and yeah. you don't really know what you're doing. You're just <laughs> reacting. Well, that's what's happening. So I just walk off. True, where are you going? The trail's that way. What? Yeah, no, of course. Of course. I'm just going to take a morning tinkle. That's all. That's all. Wait for me. And I wasn't, so I just act like if I was <laughs> and turn around and get back to the right trail. Are you guys going to use your full eight hours of travel today then? Well, yeah, I imagine so. I mean, it's not like we can sleep again. And eight hours is a maximum, so we won't incur another point of exhaustion. So yeah, I want to get back to Fandling as fast as I can now. No more detours. So eight hours. Very well. So you guys continue down the tribal trail on your way back to Fandalin, which you can feel now is tantalizingly close. It's only taken like 20 episodes to get there. <laughs> <laughs> the afternoon comes and goes. The sun's starting to set and dips below the western horizon, starting to cast long shadows over the snow-covered landscape. It's now about 10 p.m. as your party finds itself trudging along the tribal trail in the heart of winter. The air is crisp and bitingly cold, each of your breaths forming a cloud of mist that hangs in the air before dissipating into nothingness. Snowflakes lazily drift down from the darkening sky, settling upon your cloaks as if nature itself is trying to blanket the world in a hush. The trail continues to stretch out before you, now winding through an area where dense forest trees, their branches bare and covered in a delicate layer of fresh snow, looking almost skeletal as the trees creak and groan in the wind, creating an eerie, almost haunting ambience. The only sounds now, the crunch of your boots in the snow, the soft whispers, of the freezing breeze. As you continue your march, you can't help but notice there's tracks in the snow. This part of the trail seems well-traveled. You can see footprints of other travelers who have passed this way before you. Some more recent, heading towards Fandolin. The ridges crisp and sharp, with others partly filled with snow. Evidence of journeys made several hours ago. You also notice several animal tracks, the telltale signs of local wildlife. The sky above you now is a deep velvety blue, scattered with twinkling stars that seem to pierce the cold with a distant icy light. With each new step, you feel the cold seeping through your boots and into your bones, a constant reminder of the harshness of this winter journey. Your breath now forms icy crystals on your clothing, as your fingers and toes tingle with a persistent chill. The weight of your gear pressing down on your shoulders, you feel the stiffness in your muscles from another day travelling through the snow. The need to make camp now becomes apparent. You need to search for a suitable spot. I'm going to ask you to roll for survival. Total of nine with disadvantage. You spend a little more time than you would have liked searching for a suitable spot, eventually finding a small place, offering some shelter as the tree's branches covered in snow offer some sort of a canopy. As you walk towards this place, the snow seems somewhat less deep. With some effort you can clear away some snow, set up your tents, light a campfire, and huddle close to it for warmth. The flames now crackle and dance, casting long flickering shadows that seem to push back the encroaching darkness. Is there anything you guys want to do? Well, huddle around the fire for once, fend off the biting cold and... Maybe I'll have a little talk before we actually go to sleep. Wanna ask Fena? Fena, now that we are a bit warmer and it's easier to talk, how goes your efforts to talk to talk to to Caspus? Oh, sure. I finally spoke to him last night. Really? Yes. You didn't say anything. Oh, still tired. Mm, yes. What did he say? Well, he understood me and he told me that he had woken up with this 
sensation that he had to find me. Mm. So can you talk in between each other at, at will now? It would appear so. Mm, that's, that's brilliant. Yes. I'm so happy for you. Thank you, Shu. You have a companion, an epic badger, which you can ride. Yes, we'll, we'll have to find a saddle. Mm. I'm sure we can get one in town or perhaps Nomengard if we go there. I wonder if I'll find one, ever, you know, a companion like yours. Someone to love and care for. And someone that loves me and cares me. Give me a perception check. A total of nine. And your passive was 14, yeah? Yeah. Okay, as, you, as you're saying that out loud, you catch from the corner of your eye. Sister Garel glance over her shoulder as she hears those words. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a pigeon just passed by, which means it's time for bed. Is it? The pigeon of bedtime, and good night, everyone. I just get up and cover my face a bit and wander off into the darkness. I've just assumed I'm going to take first sleep, and then I'll, they can wake me up when they want to take my watch. What was that all about, Fenner? I don't know. He, we were, I was telling him that I finally managed to speak with Caspers, but he seems to have got all flustered again and talking about a pigeon. Well, let him rest. He can sleep it off. I'll take first watch, Fenner. Why don't you get some shut-eye? And with that, Fabian takes his watch for the night. His watch comes and goes. He wakes Fenner, who takes her watch with Caspus. She spends much of it conversing and bonding with him. And again, nothing really happens. She goes to wake up Shrew. Shrew. Yes. Shrew. Mm. Yes. Yes. I'm awake. All good. It's your turn to take watch. Mm. Good. I feel much, much better. I feel much more rested now. Got a spring on my step. I do. What happened to you before? What do you mean? Well, we were talking and you started spewing some nonsense about a pigeon. No, no, there was a night pigeon. Night pigeon. It indicates when you should go to sleep. You've never seen a night pigeon before. No. Well, keep your eyes out. When you see a night pigeon, that means that it's past your bedtime, Missy, and you should tuck her in and get a good night's rest. Are you sure it just wasn't a crow or a raven or something? No. Night pigeon, Fenner. Night pigeon. Roll a persuasion. I'm going to roll an insight for Fenner. And with disadvantage. That's a four. Not very persuasive. Total four? Yeah, I have a zero for persuasion. Perhaps on our travels tomorrow you can tell me a bit more about these night pigeons. <laughs> That's not really something I've ever really heard of, but I'm intrigued. I, d I didn't catch any sight of it. It's okay, it's okay. Maybe it's a halfling thing, you know? Maybe... Oh, like a story mothers tell their children to get into bed. Perhaps, perhaps, yes, yes. That makes sense. Anyway, anyway, get your rest. I'll keep an eye out. If I see any night pigeons, I'll, I'll wake you up. Well, don't, but next, oh. next time <laughs> okay, next yes. time you see one, um, when we're talking... Uh, maybe I can catch out. one. I can catch one. If I catch one, I'll show you in the morning. How about that? We can have it for breakfast, even. You can eat night pigeons? Yes, you know, I mean, it's a pigeon. Gonna eat wood pigeons, night pigeons, day pigeons, all kinds of pigeons. You can eat them. Well, well, I shouldn't, really. I'm a druid, Fenna. Well, I've seen you stuff your face with sausages. <sighs> yes, I know, but I'm, I've been thinking. Perhaps, perhaps I should give the, the old sausages a rest, Fenna. What do you think? Well, probably difficult. I know. Why are you crying? I love sausages, Fenna, but I've been thinking I'm a druid, damn it. 
I should have been eating the animals I'm supposed to be protecting. Uh, didn't you hear? Malicious. He eats vegetables and, and leaves and stuff. He doesn't eat meat. He doesn't kill animals and eat them. But what am he, I doing? But does he do that because he's a druid or just because he doesn't... No, he's a druid. He, he does it because he's a druid. Because we are sworn to protect the, the wilds and the animals. And I'm here eating them. Stuffing my mouth with sausage and yummy, yummy pork and all kinds of lovely animal produce. But I, sh but I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I remember when I spoke to a piggy for the first time. He could smell death on me. He knew I had been eating his kind, Fenna. Was that a Battleskull wrench? Yes. He innocently asked, and I just brushed this aside and said that I, I hang around. I, I lied to the poor piglet. I had eaten his father, but I, I don't know if I can carry on doing this, but I love sausages, so... Sorry. I've been thinking about it for a while now, but... Fella reaches under a cloak and offers you a pouch to breathe into, because you've seen her breathe oh, yeah. before. Oh, the magical pouch. Give me... Oh, yeah. oh much better, Fenna. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, sorry. I, I don't want to keep you up any longer with my nonsense. Go to sleep. I'll be okay. Are you sure you're going to be all right to keep yes. watch? Yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm better now. Thanks for the magical bag. Good night. Good night. You see, she seems a little unsettled. I wipe a tear off my eye and turn around and walk a distance to the edge of our camp to take watch. So Shu goes to take his watch. You keep an eye out for any night pigeons? <laughs> yeah, I probably believe in my own lie. So to pass the time, I'm... Hoping that I see some kind of night pigeon so that I'm able to justify my lies to Fenna. You don't see any night pigeons, but you do catch the occasional glimpse of some bats flying through the canopy of the trees. After a short while, you hear the distant rustling of boots and snow. Here we go. You're hearing some chatter as your ears prick up to listen out. You're hearing it get louder, as if it's coming in your direction. Is Shrew doing anything? Stop! And then announce yourself before you get any closer. Are you shouting this out? Yeah. No, what is it true? You see Fabian, jumping alert, reaching for his sword. I hear some chatter. Someone's approaching us, Fabian. Be on your guard. I repeat, announce yourself before you get any closer. I shall start counting to ten. If I hear nothing, I will attack. One, two, three... Five, six, seven. We oui, oui. oh, Okay. The, the, there's no need to be so, so hasty. No, no, no. Okay, okay. You see this group of three travelers moving towards you. The first, a stout and jovial dwarf. His ruddy cheeks and full beard, testament to a life well lived. See his eyes twinkling with mirth as he walks towards you, his arms raised up in the sky. Just behind him and to the right, the human woman with fiery red hair, walking with an air of wanderlust, exuding a sense of curiosity. You can see upon her back is a lute. She offers a warm smile as she raises her hands up as well, her eyes sparkling with a hint of mischief. Completing the trio, the tall and slender figure, an elf, his green attire which would have otherwise blended seamlessly with her surroundings, stands out against the white of the snow. A verdant eyes radiating wisdom as old as the woods themselves. We, we, we mean no harm. We're just to our fire and uh, we're tired from walking. Thought perhaps we could uh, 
Share the warmth of your camp. Yes, of course, you're more than welcome. Leave your weapons by the tree there and make yourself comfortable. It is very kind of you. Well, of course, we don't have much to offer in, in terms of food and beverage, but at least you can get warm by the fire. Yes, that would be very, very nice. What is your name, little chappy? Well, I'm a good foot taller than you, wee well, lad. Yes, that's right. Very astute. My name's Flint Stormforge. Hmm, very nice name. Powerful name, I like it. As he's now walking closer towards you, you can see that he's wearing a set of intricately engraved armour, bearing marks of both battle and craftsmanship, as he places a hefty mace next to the tree where you could ask them to place their weapons. Ooh, look at you. Do you come from a war or something? Well, I'm a little bit of a, an adventurer myself. Mm-hmm. What's your group's name? Where do we don't have one. Uh-huh. You call yourself adventurers and you don't have a group name. No, no. That cannot be. You've got to think of one. Well, what's your group's name then? Well, I'm sure you've heard of us shrew shrubberies. Shrew shrubberies? Yes. We are known around the Sword Coast. Brave adventurers. We're off to kill a dragon, you see. Ooh, the one up on Ice Spider Peak? Correct, friend. <laughs> we're, we're not that experienced. Mm. Well, your armor speaks differently. Well, we've seen some fights here and there. Tell me, where, where do you guys come from? Like, as of right now, where have you come from? We've just left uh, Fandolin, but really? a, a day's march ago. Ooh. How is it doing? How are the people there? They're all right, but, you know, the mood is a little... Why? Well, they, they were attacked by some orcs. Yes, yes, I've heard. Is, 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 it, is everyone okay? Do you know of any fatalities? I think a few had fallen, but, uh, you know, we're not from here, so... Mm-hmm. Nobody I, I know personally. What about the town master? Did you see the town master there? You see the elf walk towards you. We had rumors in the tavern. Apparently the town master's gone to Neverwinter. I knew it, coward! Some say he went in search of aid. Really? Aid? Others, like you, say that he was a coward and fled for his life? He's a coward and he fled for his life. I guarantee it. There's also some news about his brother. Another coward! You know them personally? Yes, I do, unfortunately. I have the displeasure, especially of knowing his brother. He let a whole camp of lumberjacks die. Was he hid in his office? That sounds like a coward to me. Mm-hmm. What news of him? Of the town master. Of his brother. Well, apparently he's turned up in Neverwinter, so some of the rumours were that he's gone there to meet up with him. Hmm. What's your name? My name is Elowen. Elowen Whisperleaf. Very nice name. Pleasure to, to meet you. Thank you for... Offering us the embrace of your fire. It's no, no problem. Who's the leader of your little group here? Oh, we don't really have a leader per se. Hmm. First mistake. You always need a leader. Are when, you the leader of your group? Yes, of course. Can't you see? When when things get tough, you need someone to lead. You know, everyone pulls their own weight, and everyone adds value to the group. But in times of uncertainty, you need one voice, and you need everyone ready to follow that voice. In times of danger, you don't want different opinions. You want to know exactly what you need to do. These tidbits are free. Free free advice for adventurers. Mm. Thank you. You're welcome. That's, you never said your name. Oh, yeah. my name is Shrew. Shrew? Yes, yes. Shrew of Shrew's Shrubberies. Here is Fabian, my very good friend, and the rest are sleeping there. Athena, Morkub, Sister Garel, and our friendly badger, Caspers. Are you heading down to Fandolin yourself? Yes, yes, we've We've been trying to get there for a while now, but we have unfinished business. 
And you're travelling with an orc? Yes, Murkub. Friend of ours. Mm. Not sure he's going to be a friend of Fandling. Mm, well, we'll see when we get there. Fandling owes me a lot. Let's put it that way. You said your name was Shrew. Yes. Sure you've heard of me. I mean, if you've been in Fandling, I'm, I'm sure people speak highly of Shrew's shrubberies there, and especially Tublum, yes, of the inn. Would you be the same Shrew that helped Bigal? Yes, of course, Big Al, a good friend of mine. He did mention that a, a halfling had, had saved him. Yes, yes. It's quite some time ago now. It feels like years. It was merely weeks. Listen, did you go visit Big Al? Oh, we're from Tribal. We just made a slight detour to Fandlin to stock up on supplies. Oh, so you're from, from Big Al's area? Yeah, it had been some Ooh. time since he'd been there. Unfortunate. What happened to Big Al? Need ranch and all. He spoke highly of you. As I do of him. He's a wonderful man. He said you helped him rescue Petunia. Yes, Petunia, beautiful cow, that one. She was being held by some ogres, nasty pieces of work, and orcs too. What about you, friend? What is your name? You seem awfully quiet back there. You see, attending to her lute. My name is Seraphina Dawnwhisper. Hmm, nice to meet you. What is it you're playing with back there? Why, this is a lute. You've never seen a lute? Yes, yes, I've seen a lute. I, I couldn't make out what it was from this distance. Let me get closer. Let me see this. Hmm. Do you know how to play? No. No, not at all, actually. Do you? I imagine you do if you're carrying it, but... Yeah, it's not just for decoration. Hmm, I, I can imagine. Could you play us a little tune? Well, I wouldn't want to waken your friends. Well, maybe something quiet. Maybe a lullaby. Something that won't stir my friends from sleep. I just want to hear the twang of those beautiful notes. She very quietly starts to pluck her lute. This one comes from land far away. It's called Paloma. Paloma? Mmm. It's a song about someone searching for love. Oh, nice. It tells a tale of that of a bird in full flight searching for a nest to call home. Mmm. Interesting. What kind of bird? A dove. Ooh. And she starts to play very softly that song for you, Paloma. It's beautiful. Brings a tear to my eye. This is this is what we need, Fabian. Why don't you know how to play an instrument? Well, All you do is hit things and break things and kill things. Ah, it makes noise. What? It makes noise when you bash things. Yes, but not the sweet melodies that this woman is playing. I should perhaps learn an instrument myself, yes. Hmm. Would you like to have a go? Well, yeah, not really. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? Let me, let me, let me see if I can make, yeah. it, make it sound good. Your fingers go here. Okay. You place your fingers like this. It's called a chord. A chord? Hmm, a chord. Okay. This one's called Old Woman. Old Woman. <laughs> and this one? The turkey. The turkey claw. The turkey claw. That's the one. Okay. Can I do a performance check? <laughs> See you yeah, with disadvantage. Five. Half the strings are muted as you just hear like a... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, wasn't the sound I was going for, but... No, I can see, I can see that this, this is a beautiful instrument. Perhaps I should leave it to you and... It takes practice. Yes, I can see. It's very nice. Thanks, thanks for lending it. Anyway, make yourselves comfortable. If you want to eat anything, help yourselves to the few rations we have left and... Weird, if you don't mind, I can put a pot on fire. Oh, flint, yes, that would be very nice. Got some, I've got some vegetables and a few sausages from the barkeep... Ooh, from from the stone hailing, you mean? Toblum? Yeah, that's the one. Did you, did you bring the butter, the 
butter scallop orange butter. We have some butter. Ooh, 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 do you, can, can you put one on the skillet? Fry that baby up? Yeah, let me get to it. Ooh, yes. It's been a while, you know. It's been a while, you know. Where about have you been coming from, if you don't mind me asking? We've been coming from the forest. Ooh, from the Neverwinter Woods? Yes, from the Neverwinter Woods, yes. Oh, I thought perhaps you'd come from Leylon. No, I haven't been there in a while, you know. Are you heading there yourselves? Aye, that's where we're heading. What are you looking for there? Well, yeah, his voice hushes down to a whisper. Ooh, secrets. I've been hearing tales. Hmm? Or rumors. Hmm? Of undead in the region. What? Undead? Well, that me of dead men is quite close, isn't it? Aye. Hmm. Seems more uh, up a street than a dragon. Don't think we... <laughs> Would pretty much be dragon food. You have to be careful with undead, too. They can be quite tricky. Especially those banshees. Avoid them at all costs. And if you see some will-o'-wisps, they might look cute and friendly, but don't get close to them. They can kill you. We almost had our dear friend Fenna here. Bit of more free advice here. From adventurer to adventurer. Yeah, appreciate it. Perhaps one day we'll see you in Leilong after you kill that dragon. Yes, yes. I'd like to visit. It's been a while since I haven't laid my eyes on that little town, and I wonder if the, how the building is coming and how how they are progressing. I'd also like to visit the Mere of Deadman. You see, I'm kind of made my home there. In the Mere of Deadman? Hmm, yes. Strange place to call home. Well, that's where I learned my craft. I'm a druid, you see. You're a druid? Hmm, yes. You can turn into fancy animals. Oh, yes. Any I've seen him before. Got quite a collection now. And turn into bears, snakes, sharks even. <laughs> Suppose you haven't seen many sharks in the forest. Oh, not in the forest, no. But in the coast, we were there for a while. Yeah. So you're following the trail, I imagine. Avoiding the forest. Aye. We're heading over to Leilong. Good, good. Stay on the trail. Be careful. Took care of quite a few orcs already, so perhaps it should be safer now, but... Orcs tend to wander the trails, too, you see. Yeah, a couple of orcs should be alright for us. Yes, I can see you're experienced adventurers yourselves. Where did you get that armor? Back in Tribal. Oh, really? Didn't know they smelted that kind of armor there. Well, I don't know if they made it there, but that's where I bought it. Oh, right, right. Did you visit uh, the Lion Shield Costa? Aye, that old woman. Hmm. Bit of a nasty piece of work, isn't she? Not very friendly at all. She seems all right with us. Really? I don't know. She kind of drove me away. She, di she, she, she didn't seem to care for her customers when I went. Very strange. Fabian breaks a laugh. <laughs> he tried to ask her for a free sword. No, no. Not a free that, sword. That's why he's upset. Not a free sword. We were in a need. And we were saving Fandling. All I was asking for was a favor. To be duly returned. That's all. What about Adabra? Did you meet Adabra? Hi, that fine dwarven woman that yes. makes potions. In Umbridge Hill, yes. Is she doing okay? She seemed fine. I'm glad, I'm glad. It seems like you've got many friends in Fandolin. As I say, we're Perhaps all... Perhaps an enemy as well. Hmm, <laughs> not in Fandolin, I don't think. Perhaps Harwing, but he's no longer there. But as I say, we've helped Fandolin quite a bit. They owe us quite a bit. When I say owe us, I, I, I don't mean I'm keeping debt or anything, you know, but... We've helped them quite a bit. I'm sure that they'll be willing to hear us out if we come back with an orc friend. I'm sure. I wouldn't be so sure. They've got the heads of orcs on pikes. Hmm. Well, 
That's not good. <laughs> That's not good at all. I'm trying to kind of unite us all. You know, there's an opportunity here for orcs that live close by and us here in Fandalin and the surrounding areas to open new routes of trade and prosperity together. You know, we could live together instead of fighting. Yeah, might be a tad too soon. They did just <laughs> sack the village. Yes, yes, but those were different orcs. Those were a cult working for an evil deity. Yeah, it's up to you, Shrew, but if I were you, I'd probably ask him to blend in a little bit. At least at first. If they want to lock him up, they'll have to do so to me as well. I will not let Murkob hide himself. It's probably wise, Shrew. I've said all I've said. We, do, we don't want the whole of the town. I don't on care. Our back. They know who we are. Do they? Really? Yes. Of course they do, Fabian. We've what risked our lives countless times for them. For fandling? For fandling. And for... When? What do you mean, when? Basically we've been playing errand boys for damn Harbin. Yes, and we've been risking our life doing so. And you think the people of Fandling know? You the, think... The, the dragon's still there? We want there to protect them from the orcs? Don John got killed? We've killed most we've of the probably, orcs already. We've probably unleashed a were-rat in the town. We've killed most of the orcs already. We come with a cure for the were-rat. Do you think Tolum doesn't trust us? Do you think Halia doesn't trust us? I don't really trust her, but... Halia, sight for sore eyes. Do you think good old friend William doesn't trust us? William's a mox. Doesn't matter. What about Barthen? What about Big Al? What about... Big Al is from Tribal. It doesn't matter. He's a known name from there. What about Falcon? He's not from Fandling, but... He's a known name. Perhaps the drunk guy that we knocked on the head, perhaps he wouldn't be very keen on us, but other than that, we've got Bernie, and we need to cure, but Bernie and uh, and Norvus and Dazzling, we have a lot of friends there. Might be a bit sooner to gallivant in with an orc. They have a problem with Murkob, they have a problem with me and with shoe strawberries. That's fine. Well, I suppose we should ask Murkob what he wants to do. He's sleeping. Let him sleep. No, I don't mean now, Shrew. Whatever, Fabian. I think this conversation is over. Well, I don't think it's going to be over when he sees the heads of potentially his former friends. Well, he's going to see them anyway, and... isn't he? Yeah, and he's probably not going to want... I mean, I wouldn't want to go into Fandalin. He'd probably want my head on a stake next. Yes, but if he's in disguise and he sees it, how do you think he's going to react? We're going to have to tell him. Well, he's going to see it anyway, but at least he won't have to feel fear of being taken to the chopping block. It's worse. What if... He gets discovered. What if the disguise falters? Then we have a lot of explaining to do. We've been sneaking around trying to hide an orc. For what reason? They say we go in, cards firmly on the table. Everyone knows what's up. Everyone knows everything is above board. He shouldn't have to be hiding. He's not evil. He means no harm. Ah, he means no harm now. What do you mean, Fabian? Well, he was with the orcs and with the anchorites. He only seems to have turned when he saw... Our prowess in battle. No, of course not, Fabian. Don't be ridiculous. Prowess in battle. He turned much before that. You don't turn just... Do you think he was scared and decided to join our ranks? No, he has good in his heart. He saw us... He did the right thing. He saw us felled Zeline. If you cast a fireball. That was... He had already decided before all of that. We had spoken before that. We had promised him we would help him with his problem. And he had promised to help us back. The yeah, friendship, we the deal, we had been done to, then. We promised to rid 
the mines of Zelin. But if we had, and his leader hadn't been slain and had her head chopped off, who's to say that they wouldn't have jumped on us? They didn't join the fight right until the end. Conveniently. Well, they d- I don't blame them, do you? Of course they're looking we were, out for we the safety. Getting attacked. Well, they they did what they had to, to survive, Fabian. You can't blame someone for trying to stay alive. But, at the end they did what they had to. And, and there was that whole thing with the axe as well. Well, we all know that was that wasn't his fault. Fabian, I don't like you second-guessing Murkob every single day. He's proven himself an ally and a friend. Liability, more like. Oh, kind of like you, then. I've saved your ass quite a saved few times, too. Saved my ass. Turning into newts. Falling downstairs. Killing my steeds. Fabian. Killing ogres, killing orcs. Fighting the Thunderbore whilst you were trapped under a damn rock. Perhaps you were hiding. You are a god in Lylon. Did I second-guess you when you came? Looking for me? I wasn't really looking for you. I was looking for work. Which reminds me. We haven't seen a coin yet. You said you didn't want coin. No. We had a deal. What was the deal, Fabian? Oh, now now it's all about deals now, isn't it? Suddenly it's all about deals. I think I should second-guess you and not Murgub. You want the money? Here, this is all I have. 18 gold, take it. And I pass him the sack with 18 gold. What's saying to give me all your gold, Shrew? Take it, Fabian. What I'm saying is that I did not come searching for you. You just happened to be in the tavern the day take that I was the there. Take the money, Fabian. Here, 18 gold. Count it if you don't trust me. I trust you. Just not 100% sure about our friend over there. If you trust me... And I think he probably wouldn't want to walk into Fandolin and take a risk. Unnecessarily. He can now, do- if he comes back as the slayer of dragons with shrew shrubberies, perhaps your plan for peace between orcs and Fandolin is more attainable. But they've just been attacked. We don't know who's died. They've just said that their heads are on pikes. And you want to walk in with an orc. I want to walk in with Murgub. And if we come down from killing the dragon... And we've lied to the whole town for all this time. How is that going to go down? Well, it would be understandable. I'll let Murkov decide, obviously. It's his choice. But he either comes with us as Murkov, or he can stay and do as he wishes. I will not have him in disguise in Thandling. Not with us. Well, we can speak to him tomorrow morning. I'm going back to sleep. Good night. He throws a gold pouch towards you. Are you catching it, or are you letting it fall? I'm catching it. I open it up. I take out six gold coins and I toss it back. There, that's your share. He ignores the coins as they fall on the ground and tucks back into his bedroll. He seems uh, seems a little tense between you. Well. But uh, I don't want to get in the way. No, no. Perhaps he may have a point. He's a little soon. I don't need a lesson from you, Flint. I know what I'm doing. I'll let our friend decide. If you want to get some shut eye, we can take the next watch. Uh, it's okay, I've slept enough. You you guys do what you have to, sleep, do whatever you want. I'll, I'll take watch from here on, don't worry. And so they finish their, their food. They give you a sausage, lightly fried in some of that tasty butterscull ranch butter. I'm not even hungry, so I just stuff it in my pouch for now. A greasy sausage? Yeah, stuff it in there. Absent-mindedly stuff it in my pouch. You see your friend's signs just uh, sniffing on the air. Oh, that smells delicious. Oh, I've got company. Sorry, love. I'm all over the place. Yes, Murkub. These are some fine friend that found the way to our camp last night. And we let them stay here for now and take warmth by our campfire. They offered to cook us a hearty meal. Oh, I smell sausage. Yes. 
My stomach's rumbling. Help yourself. There's enough for everyone. Flint here made sure of it. Thank you. So you guys fill up, and Flint and his companions take some rest. I suppose we should be heading to Fandlin soon. It's almost there. Can't wait. Proper bed. Mulkup, could I have a word with you? Of course. Or is it true? Well, it would seem that the attack on Fandlin by your, your kin, the Yorks. Yeah? It obviously didn't go down too well, and... <laughs> you don't say. Hmm. It would appear they have heads of orcs on spikes around Fandling. Are you sure you want to go there? Well, you're well, fair enough for me, that, that hat. I suppose as long as they don't know I'm an orc for now, should be alright. Did they find out? What, then? Well, I didn't know she wasn't a fat peasant until she revealed herself. Yes, you are just one person. I'm not comfortable lying to a whole town, one with which we are meant to be protecting. And I don't feel you should be hiding who you really are from a town that is supposed to be good, that is supposed to be building and prospering, and is trying to fight for survival like all of us. And that my kind ransacked. Sorry? And that my kind ransacked. Well, your kind. You are yourself, Murkub. You don't represent all the orcs of this earth. No, but we did take over that mine. Had a few scuffles, you know, with the dwarven miners there. All I'm saying is I'm not going to lie to Fandling and cause a bigger problem. I'm not comfortable with you hiding who you are, and I'm not comfortable lying to the ones we are supposed to be protecting. What if they catch our lie? In the worst possible moment, we would lose all credibility. As heroes, no one would trust us, and all we've been trying to build will be for nothing. I cannot do it, I'm afraid. I understand your situation, and I understand that you might be fearful to show your face and your true colors but i guarantee that i will stand by you and if they want to lock you up they will have to do me so if they want to fight you they will have to fight me too i give you my word but i cannot go into fandling hiding you under the noses or the people there i am sorry what are you saying then you're saying i can't come to fandling you can come to fandling as murkub i can be murkub the peasant as murkub the orc who you truly are Roll of persuasion. Twelve. I don't think I'm entirely comfortable with just gallivanting in there. Who knows how many were felled in that in that attack? It wasn't you who felled the Murkup. Could have been. So, you say if a band of human bandits would have attacked Fandling, no humans would be allowed in Fandling? Suddenly, no humans would be trusted in Fandling. Suddenly, is that what it is? Is that what it would have been? What's the difference here? You are not them. They are worshippers of Talos. They are evil. They worship an evil deity. And they had evil and nefarious intent. We have taken care of them. They are no longer a problem. Do you consider Grunsh an evil deity? Who? Give me a religion check. I'll say with advantage because you grew up being taught by the priests. 18. You know that Grunsh is an orcish god known as the One-Eyed God. Goes by many titles. The Cursed One, the First Power of Orcs, He Who Watches, that his alignment is that of evil. And then one of his aspects and aliases is Talus. Grumsh, yes, well, for those that believe in those things, yes, he's considered... Well, he's... He's considered an evil deity. He's our God. Well, do you follow the teachings of Grumsh? Are you evil in heart? Are you driven by bloodlust and killings of innocents? 
I asked you. That's pretty much how we've lived our life until recently. Well, I ask you, as Murukub, you do not answer for the transgressions of your people. I ask you, as Murukub, do you not want to strive for a better future? One where we can all prosper together. One where we can live peacefully and not be constantly waging war against each other. It starts here. You can be the spark, Murukub, that ignites this fire. The spark of change. I've never really fancied myself as a leader. You don't have to lead. You just have to be the spark. Anyway, you are entitled to do as you please. As so am I. And I am not comfortable lying to the whole town we are intending to protect. But as I say, think about it. I will stand by you whatever you choose. But I will not lie to the people. And I will not sit comfortably whilst you have to hide who you really are. You have proven yourself time and again. You're an ally, an asset. And someone I have no problem going to war with. There is no reason for me to hide you from anyone. I'll have a think about it as we walk towards there. So just to get this clear in my thick skull then. If I choose to use Fenner's magical hat, I'm not welcome with you then. I mean, the entire journey this way, I've been thinking that that was the plan all along. I've said it since the beginning that I will not hide you. I cannot. You are welcome. But I will not lie for you. I will not lie for anyone. I will tell them the truth. Like I said, I'll have a think about it. But I'll be lying if I said I was keen on the idea. We can go in under disguise to get a feel for the situation. See who's in charge now. But when we ascertain who's in charge and who's calling the shots, we tell them first. We get them first on our side. And then we present true shrubberies, the heroes of Thandling, the ones that are to kill the dragon, as we are, orc and all. And then, with the blessing of the person in charge of Fandling, the townspeople will have to accept it. That sounds a little better. Oh, I suppose we should get going. Yes, I suppose we should. There's that travelling pigeon indicating that we must move. Did you see a, a night pigeon then? True. No, I saw a few bats, but I've just seen a travelling pigeon. Travelling above us, or flying in the direction that we should be heading. So let's go. Well, that you bid farewell to your new friends that you've made over the last night. They head off on the tribal trail towards Leilon, and true shrubberies make their way towards Fandolin, which is now just within reach. Before I leave, I reach down into my pouch, take the sausage, bring it up to my nose, and give it a deep breath, throw it down close to my mouth. It's been good knowing you. And I turn around and fling the sausage into the woods. I would have eaten that. <laughs> kind of taken slightly aback. I thought I was alone. Forget it. It was It was supposed to be something symbolic. I'm sorry. It's in the woods somewhere. If you want to eat it, go for it. The shrew shrubberies make their way towards Fandolin. As you're now close enough, Murko basks Fenna for the hat to disguise himself as part of your plan to find out who is now in charge of Fandolin, and to get them on your side and understand Murukob's situation. Much like Fenner, he just disguises himself as a simple man, almost peasant-looking. As you're now approaching Fandolin, you can see the signs of the recent orc raid that have ravaged the settlement. The once thriving town seems to have been profoundly affected, spirit dampened, and the few people you're seeing in the outskirts of town seem to be in a state of unease. Your approach is marked by a palpable tension in the air. The usual sounds of laughter and merriment, people at work that previously accompanied you when you entered the town, 
conspicuously absent, the roads of Phandalin littered with debris, signs of neglect in the wake of the attack. The state of the town itself seems a stark contrast to the vibrant community you would have seen in the past. Various buildings bear scars of the orc raid, with charred walls and shattered windows. The mood amongst the townsfolk is sombre, fear and worry etched on their faces. The bustling market square now seems deserted. You notice the occasional glance towards you and your party, as people speak in hushed tones to each other, keeping their eyes on you. As you walk through, you can't help but notice the gruesome display that has been erected. Orc heads rotting and putrid, impaled on stakes, serving as a macabre warning to any would-be attackers. They've been here now for several days, and the smell that wafts from them is unbearable. A pungent mix of decay and death that seems to linger in the air. Flies buzz around these grisly trophies, and crows perch on nearby rooftops, adding to the eerie atmosphere. I think that's where we're going to call it a session. Ooh. Right at the footsteps of Fandling, ready to go in and meet up with some of my good old friends. Let's see what's going on. At least you know that a few of them have survived, based on your conversations with Flint and his companions. Yeah, should have asked who was in charge. <laughs> I thought you, you may be doing this, but I didn't want to lead you on or sort of influence the conversation you had there too much. I just imagined it was Halia, so I, I glanced over that fact. We'll see. Yeah, we will see. You now only have to wait one more week. I hope it's not that guy, the Neverwinter God. It's going to be a hard sell <laughs> if it's that guy. I mean, it's Halia, we might be able to, you know, talk to her about Murkub and the situation and get her to come to terms with it and kind of get on our side. But if it's the Neverwinter Guard, it's going to be a hard one. Well, if you want to hear us reflect more on the session we've just played, be sure to head on over to www.i2td.com. We've got links there to our Buy Me A Coffee page. And in exchange for joining one of our membership tiers, you can get access to bonus little podcast episodes where we reflect on the session we've just played. There you'll also find our shop where we have potions you can donate and as one of donations and also items. Think of, you know, weapons, extra potions that do other stuff, scrolls, things that will help us in our campaign and obviously will also help us as a donation in real life. It also allows you to become part of the story we are telling and we give you a little shout out in the game and on X if we get a donation from you guys. So if you want to do that, head on over there and check it out. This is now episode 54, so if you've been listening along, I'm sure you've heard some of those shout-outs to those amazing donations we've received and how they influence the game. A little bit like Hunger Games. <laughs> yeah. And if you can't do any of that, if you can't donate or subscribe to any of our memberships, do not worry, you can still help us by commenting, liking, leaving reviews, in your podcast player of choice, YouTube, anywhere we are. If you interact with us, leave us reviews, leave us likes. That helps tremendously to get our podcast out there so that other people can discover it. So if you do, can do that, thank you very much. So this brings us over to Twitter Twitter. Where you tweet, we Twitter. We posted out a tweet for you to comment on. We wrote, when you step into a TTRPG session, you leave reality behind and immerse yourself in a world of fantasy. The adventures, the laughter, and the unforgettable moments make it all worthwhile. We asked you all, what's your favorite thing about playing TTRPGs? We got some comments, some new faces as well, which is always lovely. Some new, some old, and yeah. some old friends we hadn't heard from in, in a while. In a while, yeah. So I'll start it off with our good friend Anthony, 
And he says, my favorite thing is a camaraderie and stories you tell. Just living and an adventure together and the stories you take out of it. Which I must agree with. Yeah, 100%. And so do quite a few of the other commenters. We've got Surf Loving Goff, our old friend Eric, who writes so many laughs with friends, fun stories. Yeah, then we have Tony, again, kind of repeating the same sentiment. Good times with friends, new and old. That's a good one, though. Like, you get to meet new people whilst you play D&D. Perhaps a friend of a friend brings in someone new or a friend brings another friend. And it's a good way to meet people, I think. Yeah, 100%. I've, I've met quite a few amazing people through playing D&D. And also online, you know, with having launched the podcast, we've made some amazing friends along the way. Yeah. Thanks to TTRPGs. That's right. That's right. We've got legends of Athalu. Athalu? <laughs> Athalu. Athalu. It's a little inside joke from an, an old Barca parody clip online. You you speak or understand Spanish, highly recommend checking it out. It's a, it's a good one. Just search Athalu. Athalai Athalu. Shoot the ball to me. Just search shoot the ball to me. <laughs> Classic. Anyway, going off on a tangent there as we like to do but yeah legends of athalu writes as a forever dm i like it when players finally crack the riddle or figure out who the villain is i enjoy when they really appreciate some part of the story of world building too yeah that as a dm that is especially true you know for me not even cracking a riddle or figuring the villain out or anything just appreciating what he says in the in the second part of the sentence appreciating the effort that's being put into creating especially a homebrewed world you know yeah, I remember running that adventure in that homebrewed game, my first time DMing, and seeing some of the players' faces light up when bits of the backstory had been weaved into the overarching main campaign and seeing their reaction, perhaps, as the world around them reacts to their, their actions. Particularly remember playing with some friends who hadn't played D&D and they sort of held a shopkeeper to, to ransom, actually put a knife up to her. And then they were completely shocked when somebody had been sent to rough them up a little for what they had done to the shopkeep. And I remember seeing their faces in complete awe, thinking that this was like a video game, you know, you, you just threaten and steal and that's it. And not realizing that it was more like, you know, Skyrim perhaps, where you get caught doing it or the person takes offense at what you've done, there's consequences. So those little moments are really enjoyable as a DM. As for me is the the process of the players figuring out a riddle. And we've had a few of those on the podcast of late. Yeah. As a player, I always enjoy riddles too. And it's satisfying when you crack them. Our last comment here is by Dubious Artiste. He says, My favorite thing is a minutia. Minutia? Minutia? Or however you pronounce it. Getting into the small details of living in these respective D&D worlds. For me... Focusing on making sure my character eats, constantly gets new clothing, getting scars and injuries during combat, etc. It's the quickest way for me to get immersed. Do think about that. We don't do any of that here, do we? No. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps we take it way too far in that direction, but as you know by now, 54 episodes in, we love the minutia as well. Yeah. I mean, perhaps we don't kind of linger too much on making sure the characters eat... Well, they usually eat. Yeah, they eat because we roleplay certain stuff. But it's 
We no. even had a bath scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I suppose. But yeah, all that part about scars and injuries, I quite like that. Something that kind of shows how your character has grown or changed with the, the scars of battle. Or the scars of adventure, the shrew shaved off his head. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, be the mental or, or, or physical, you know, because you've got that mental aspect as well of living in a cruel world where you're basically fighting to survive constantly and facing a myriad of enemies and foes that are all out to kill you. So that has to weigh on a, on a person, I imagine. And it did so on Shrew. So it's, it's a cool way to show how your character progresses through the story. 100%. That was the last of our comments on Twitter Twitter. And that brings us on to the end of the episode club. The last one standing. Yeah. You know what you have to do. We'll give you a little password. You insert it in a place where you can find us. Be it the podcast player of choice. X. Instagram. Although we don't really use Instagram at all. But we're there. But we're there. If you join us in Discord, we are there daily we're actually now starting a text to play campaign there with a few friends we've made along the way and looking very much forward to that matthew from matthew nerdy's nation is sorting us out there he's hosting he's the dm but anyway um (laughs) you can insert your comment there and we'll judge the wittiest funniest loveliest the most um suck uppiest (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we take bribes we take bribes the you know whatever whatever it is whatever we feel that's the best comment on that day it's all for fun becomes el Gijo mas bravar and we'll add the comment on a channel there we have on discord for prosperity and you can take the juicy title and show it off to all the other discord users yeah for a whole week but anyway what is the password this week's password is for better or worst <laughs> Ooh, throw back to the sausage. Yeah, throw back to the sausage and to the plan of action and to going into Fandolin. Yeah. I'll say as well, you get bonus points if you spell worst W U R S T. A novelry that is not a that's not going for you. you. Yeah, it's yeah. no slight to you. Although you probably will think it is. And I will laugh if I see a comment on that. So extra points there. But yeah, for better or worst. Well thank you very much for listening in. And hanging around till the very, very end. We love you and hope to catch you again as we delve into into the the dungeon. dungeon. She very quietly starts to pluck at a loot. I call this one Flight of the Night Pigeon. <laughs> 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 so, yeah.